0: This podcast is sponsored by tourtips.com, the online golf betting resource. Tourtips subscriptions for 2021 have been reduced by up to 50%. And their email service is now a free subscription. For all the best in-depth stats and information, visit tour-tips.com, the online golf betting resource.
1: Welcome to the home of the best golf betting tips. All the best bets for the upcoming tournaments, all from experts and all in one place. From the home of the Bed Bites Podcast, this is Bed Bites Golf with Dave Tyndall and James Butler.
0: Hello, everybody, welcome along. It is the Golf Betting Podcast. I'm James Butler, joined as always by Dave Tyndall to go through all of the things golf betting, and we've got the Palmetto Championship. This week on the PGA Tour. But before we get there, Dave Tindall, first of all, welcome. Hello. Hello. Yeah, that was your cue to say hello. And second of all, we had a little bit of success again last week. We're we doing okay on the on the podcast recently. Yeah, we had. Obviously, we did the treble,
1: which um, it was a 72-hole match bet treble. And ridiculously, the people we said are good things to put money on and should win their 72-hole match bets ended up contesting the playoff. And yeah. the third one, John Rahm should have won the tournament, but for his... Um, Very, very unlucky. Well, if you want to call it that, withdrawal because of COVID. So, yeah, it was uh, quite an event. You picked Colin Morikawa as well. My mate Colin, he did me proud. He Got to a playoff. And obviously, that treble, looking at the reaction on Twitter, it seemed that Ladbrokes, I think, paid out the treble. They kind of thought, well, Rahm was about 15 shots clear of his rival. Uh, So they paid out. I think others it was avoided or or maybe lost. So depending, although positively we did get a couple of screen grabs of people who who listened back that treble and got paid out the full. I think it was 5.3 to 1. So, uh, yeah, hopefully um, a few people were on and, and did well.
0: You can understand avoiding it, but a loss is a little bit uh, a little bit tight, isn't it? I think in, in terms of how they deal with that. Well, let's move on then to the uh, Palmetto Championships this week. I'll go through the uh, top end of the market. Dustin Johnson is the tournament favourite, he's eight to one. We've got Brooks Kepka 17 to two. Tyrrell Hatton is 14 to 1, Matt Fitzpatrick about 16, Sanjay Im. He's in there at 22s. And then Tommy Fleetwood is 28 to 1. The rest are obviously bigger. Start off, Dave, before I bring you in on the bets this week. Dustin Johnson, he's not been in the greatest of Nick recently, but he's a firm favourite to win this one. Is that a false favourite?
1: Well, it's just because he's still world number one. So it's just a kind of a default thing put in there. And to be honest, there's not many rivals in the field this week. Most of them are are kind of saving themselves for next week's US Open at um, Torrey Pines. Plug, where we'll be on every day. Is that right, James? Are you uh,
0: in, for that? In, Indeed it is, if we can yeah. fit it in around the Euro stuff that we're doing. But I mean, we'll be recording that in the mornings, won't we? So we'll be yeah. OK. Yeah, obviously that's on the West
1: Coast, which will mean some late nights for people or early mornings if you... Um decide to watch it record it. I was gonna say video record it. I think I'm living in the nineties or something, but yeah. watch it on Sky Plus or other available technologies and catch up. But yeah, we'll be there in the morning to to assess the action. Uh, but yeah this week it's a it's a pretty poor field to be honest. I mean it's a if I'm being brutally honest, this isn't the best week to have a bet because we're on a new course, Congaree golf club. Um, and nobody really knows anything about it. So, it's- well,
0: so thanks for joining us, everybody. Goodbye. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, we we wait until late on a Wednesday, as we always say. I understand what you're saying about you know it's not necessarily anything really standing out. But has that led us anywhere in terms of the comments and, and information you're getting from the course?
1: Yesterday evening, that's Tuesday evening, they held the press conferences. And I thought, OK, let's see what the guys are going to say. And they called in Davis Thompson, John Pack and Bryson Nimmer, who were kind of, they're not on the radar at all. So they weren't any of the top players and um, didn't really offer any help. I have to confess, Dave, I've not actually heard of them. Yeah, well, I don't think most people will have heard of any of them. But Davis Thompson, for example, this is his first time. Not a great deal of help because even if they said something amazing... It's hard to think they can make any sort of impression. But today, this evening, our time, UK time, they've chatted to Dustin Johnson, Kevin Kistner, Tara Hatton, Brooks Kepka, and Garrick Higgo. So we've got some information uh, there. Uh, you mentioned Dustin Johnson. Doesn't really say a lot of it. He's from South Carolina, which is where we are, which um, is potentially good news, but he's um, never seen it before, never played the course uh, so that doesn't help us a lot. They talked about his form and as he usually says, I feel, it's, I feel like it's close and it's getting better. He seems to say that every week. It could be true every week, Dave. It's just it's small increments and it was a low bar to start with. Yeah, maybe, but it's not a positive, put it that way. At best, it's a neutral. So I thought there was more positive news coming from Brooks Capka. Had this injury, this uh, knee injury, um, which has caused him a lot of trouble, even though he managed to grind his way through it and finish tied second at the PGA. And they asked him about that. He said, played well there. Obviously, the knee feels great. It feels probably better than ever. Doing kind of a quad stretch. My foot can kind of touch my butt for the first time. So the knee is months and months ahead of schedule. He talks about the course. Um someone tries to say is, is it a bit like Augusta National because it it's got these sort of runoff areas around the greens. He doesn't really go along with that at all. But he he does like the greens. He finds it visually kind of quite stimulating. So they're in a match bet Kepka and Johnson. Kepka's in miles better form and it's a nine to ten pick'em. So I would go with Kepka. That's going to be the first leg of a of a, a match bet 72 hold treble. Okay. Um, the rest of his questions are about is bickering with Bryson DeChambeau, which he kind of bats away, really. But in terms of the course, yeah, it seems to be that he likes the place. Uh, So that should be, um, that's promising. And the knee's good, the form is good. So I just think he's a better proposition than Dustin Johnson.
0: I know how bad knees feel. so I feel for Brooks Koepka. But he's obviously on the mend. And he's doing rather well, actually, to be, because he came back a long time before people were expecting him to come back and be competing towards the top end. So Brooks Koepka goes in then as the first leg of the treble to beat Dustin Johnson nine to ten. What are the other two?
1: Uh, a couple of others they interviewed then. So, Kevin Kistner, who initially I thought, oh, this could be useful because he says he lives half an hour and a half away um, and he's played it the course four times, uh, which is good. But I think it's that potential good news is dimmed somewhat because he likes to play it when the course is firm and fast, but they've had a lot of rain in the build up. Uh, which has kind of softened the course and he feels it isn't the same as how he's played it in the past. Um, his form is fairly lousy as well, which uh, doesn't uh, bode well. He took five weeks off for the birth of his child, which he mentioned. So he's not really got back into it. He says his putting's been a bit poor. So again, I thought rather than think, oh, he's got a bit of a local angle, his words suggest it's a all a bit neutral, if anything negative. So He's up in a match bet against Keith Mitchell, who those who like a bet and follow it closely will know that Keith Mitchell is um, one to follow when the greens are, are Bermuda greens, and they're excellent Bermuda greens here. He puts really well on that. He's been in fine form. He finished third in the Wells Fargo, which is in North Carolina, neighbouring state. Uh, quite good in the Byron Nelson, 26 as well. Uh, so I thought he's he's just a better form bet, and he's got the the, gra- the uh, putting services he likes. So I thought 11 to 10, it's almost as if people have got wind that um Kister's the local guy and he might have an edge, but I don't think he's playing well enough to take advantage of it. Plus, <laughs> it could almost be counterproductive because the course he's going to see set
0: up this week isn't like the one he's played before. I might be completely wrong here, but was Keith Mitchell your Rick Mailman?
1: Yeah, Keith Mitchell in his musical anarchy. Yeah.
0: even uh, that, uh, that was Keith Marshall. I, I dug that out and I sent you a little video of that yeah. off, off YouTube, but I say, we were talking a few weeks ago, wasn't it, about I every time I see Bryson DeChambeau, I think of that Queen song and he takes a so Bryson DeChambeau in the little... Care. And I, I sing that as I see him walking down the fairways and you've got Keith Mitchell as your man. Keith and he
1: Mitchell does it. and his musical Anarchy. I think it was Adrian <laughs> Edmondson, they used to sing it. Very confusing for... Our American viewers here, but Rick Mayle and, and Aidan Wilson are kind of legendary British comics. Put it that yeah.
0: way. If, if, you, if you're sitting in America and you wonder what on earth we're talking about, get on YouTube and put just put just put Rick Mayle, R-I-K-M-A-Y-A-L-L, and you'll have half an hour, an hour of of delight. I can promise you.
1: One of my all-time comedic heroes, Rick Mayle. Love the guy. Sadly departed, Rick Mayle. Yes, far too soon, but left us with a
0: lot of fantastic comedy. You don't just get Um, golf tips on this podcast. You get all sorts of comedy comedy advice as well. The third leg of the treble. Yeah, so um, I
1: mentioned uh, Tyrell Hatton as the third one, obviously an elite player. But again, it's a negative, really. Um, He said, looking forward to getting back into it. The schedule's been sort of on and off. Um, He got married um, recently. uh, So he basically says, congratulate him on being married. He says, I might... What has, what's it like being a married man? It says, it might have changed my waistline because I certainly drunk my body weight in beer. I need to, <laughs> I need to get back in the gym and sort myself out. It's just had a, not difficult because he's got married, but he, he got COVID, then his golfing life has been sort of affected. Then he got married, and there was all that sort of preparation and everything that gone into that and the focus on that. So he keeps saying he's rusty. Um, so it sounds like he's just trying to tune up the US Open next week. Uh, so again he's someone who you could look to take on so Bear fair where the other legs of the treble are uh, as well he's up against Matthew Fitzpatrick who is playing more consistently than than um, Tyrell Hatton Fitzpatrick we're, we're quite near Hilton Head another South Carolina course and it's one of Fitzpatrick's absolute favourite. So hopefully he can get some good uh, vibes from that. Very good putter should enjoy these greens. I just think Hatton isn't quite at the races. So I thought um, he's worth taking on. And I think Fitzpatrick is a decent one. He's the outsider Fitzpatrick at even money. So if you put that together then, uh, that comes out at
0: just under seven to one. Have we got anything else this week? Or is on the basis that you said it's not necessarily the best tournament to bet on? I'm I'm thinking that you might not have. No, because the
1: kind of interviews I've read have ended up opposing them all, really. So it's not like, shall we then go on to back them in the outright market because I'm kind of going against them. So no, I thought this this was a way just to kind of keep things ticking over. Maybe you've got a bit of money in the bank after last week's um, winnings on the podcast. So that would be a, a way in. Maybe, you know, have a look in running um, to see how the course is playing out. But we're going in blind and it's it is tricky these weeks when you've got a weak field Sometimes you know you can go in blind on a course and it's a major, but you've got the best guys batting for you. This week it's it's a lot. Of, it's a funny field and the motivation's a bit tricky because are they just tuning up for the major ahead or or it's just full of guys who aren't used to
0: winning, so it's hard to get be confident about much. So I thought the the match bet way was the way to go. What was kept then nine to ten? Keith Mitchell is eleven to ten. And uh, Matt Fitzpatrick is even money, That's just on the seven to one. Then, as the treble this week in the Palmetto Championship. And as Dave said midway through that, we'll be back next week with the U.S. Open. Dave Tyndall, we'll be back here. Well, we'll come back on uh, Wednesday for our previews. We'll be back yep. in between rounds as well as we do do for the majors. And they're coming around thick and fast, are not they? They are.
1: Was it? Like, I think seven in the last fourteen months or something. You've obviously had you've sort of doubled up on three of the majors they were played in August September and November last year so yeah it's um, it's been quite intense hasn't it so and then we've got the Open Championship in July as well blimey and we're in June aren't we already
0: not complaining though, are we not complaining because these these big tournaments are more than worthwhile watching so we'll be back next week listeners with our um, US Open previews and back as i say between rounds from that event as well good luck with your bets in the uh, palmetto championship both to dave tyndall and to you out there listening whether you go uh, with dave or go your own way hopefully you gamble responsibly and get some returns on your investments as well and um, we'll be back as i say next week us open join us then
1: bet bites golf is a sports betting media production our multi-sport bet bites podcast is released every friday Please gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for all the information. Sports Social Podcast Network.